Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you have a favorite Starbucks drink, I would like to make you aware, Jeff, tell me if you are aware or not aware of this, that Starbucks has a place on their website that shows you how to make your favorite Starbucks drinks. I was not aware of that. It does not seem like a smart business decision. I disagree. And let me tell you why. All right. Please I, do. <laughs> I have learned over the past like six, nine months of us owning our own business that smart businesses constantly put out more like information on what they do than less because it makes them credible experts in the field. So I agree with that, but I don't think that w- would include your proprietary recipe I mean, on look, how to like, co- that's like Coca-Cola. Don't they famously keep the ingredients for their, or the secret, the, the proportions or whatever do. in a vault? They do. Here's the other part. Kentucky fried chicken reportedly, sorry to cut you off, but Kentucky fried chicken reportedly has uh, three different people making their secret seasoning, like Mm -hmm. three different companies. And they only one person, like nobody knows what the entire recipe is. Like Mm. this company makes a third, this company makes a third, this company makes a third. And then a fourth company puts all of those together without knowing what's exactly in. Fascinating. Something I could be also, that could be completely false, but it's a cool story. It's also a good plug for their at home stuff. Like you can get, you can buy Starbucks Nespresso, like their retail stuff. It's a good, like, Hey, if you were, instead of getting this on a blog, cause people are doing Starbucks hacks on blogs. Um, here, use, use this recipe with our Starbucks blend, whatever. So I'm into it. I just discovered this. I think it's amazing. And the URL is at home.starbucks.com where I found my new favorite drink, which is iced Toasted vanilla shaken coffee with oat milk. Oh my God. And I can't say that. I can't remember the name of it because it's way too complicated. <laughs> Hold on, let me try to say it back. Ice toasted mm-hmm. vanilla iced. No, ice I already used. Iced toasted vanilla latte. Coffee. Ice toasted ice toasted vanilla shaking coffee with shaking is the one i couldn't remember um so i have recreated that's not actually not even my favorite one they have lots of good stuff on here honey lavender iced coffee anyway so i'm very into this thank you starbucks i will be making myself a toasted marshmallow cafe latte is that your favorite one no which is my which one one did you make the other day and how did it come out i made because i i came home from running errands over the weekend and the house smelled like coffee and we don't make coffee in this house. Like we don't, we have like a little Nespresso maker, but we don't have like a Mr. Coffee pot. We don't have one of those fancy stovetop things. And that's a very unusual smell because it's just, it's an odd smell to have in this house. I just realized that wasn't even my favorite one. My favorite one is another mouthful. Ready for this? Yeah. Iced brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. Okay. Okay. That's so th- the one you made at home. That's the one they made at home. 
super delicious. And I think I am no longer a cold brew person. Now I am a shaken espresso person. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, May 18th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the moving bags that we are using to pack up our house. So much. We, we told you about them when we got them and how much we are looking forward to using them over cardboard boxes. They have exceeded all expectations. You 1,000% just stole my gratitude. I thought you were going to talk about moving the progress we've made moving. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I was I, I was going to say the moving bags. We, well, you, we can both be grateful for the same thing. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, okay. I'm also grateful for smoothies. I've been on a smoothie kick lately and I love it. <laughs> My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for smoothies. There is a new phrase that, as parents, all parents, we should be worried about. Because none of us want to be this type of person. It's called a lawnmower parent. Now, have you heard the phrase... um, Helicopter parent? Yes, I have. Do you know what a helicopter parent is? Yes. A parent that constantly hovers, never gives their kids like a break. Always there, always hovering, always in the way. The new phrase uh, that people are freaking out about is a lawnmower parent. A lawnmower parent is a helicopter parent, but they are out out ahead of any issue. So they're not waiting for the kid to call up and go, mom, I just got to college and I don't like my roommate. Oh, they're removing obstacles. They're going ahead as a lawnmower and chopping down any weeds that would potentially be in the way. So before there's even an issue, like using this roommate, like a, a bad roommate situation, before there's even an issue, mom or dad pick up the phone call college and are like, hi, I just want to let you know, Ellie um, is really uh, sensitive to, um, you know, people like uh, chatter when she's trying to study. And um, so can we make sure that her roommate is not like somebody who's going to socialize and have a lot of people over? Because (laughs) that's, could you... Um, wouldn't you be humiliated? Humiliated. Wouldn't you be humiliated? Uh, but yeah, so that's a new phrase. A friend of mine shared this, that phrase on social media and got so much feedback from teachers on every level, like kindergarten and elementary teacher teachers, all the way up to college professors saying that the kids moving through the system right now, there is a huge segment of kids who are not at all independent. Yeah. That mom and dad are involved every step of the way. And they're not just like, oh, this is uh, this, this is kind of weird. Like educators as a whole are worried that when these kids get released out into the world, 
in their twenties and, you know, college, you know, early, early mid twenties, they're not going to know how to handle themselves. That's not our job. Our job is to make them capable human beings. But if, and I know we have so many teachers who listen to the upside. So I'm guessing we're going to get messages and voicemails and stuff about this. But if that's the case, if this is a significant enough issue that educators on all levels are talking about it and addressing it, what does that mean in 5, 10, or 15 years when these kids who, ten, let's say 10 years, when these kids are, have all graduated and they're out in the world? Like, as a whole, what happens? Like, well, the reason that that scares me a little bit is, well, a couple things here. One, technology will catch up to the laziness of our children. Maybe. Don't, won't it, won't it supersede? What? The, like, I'm, my fear is, and again, this is only coming from a place of somebody who read articles shared by a friend of mine on Instagram thing, right? Mm-hmm. This is not, um, But if you become an adult and you're released into the wild and you're not capable of making decisions on your own or you've never had to handle the consequence of a bad decision, isn't that going to cause almost a paralysis when you are now you're in the workforce and you're interacting with other people? Like, are we setting ourselves up for like a decade of complete, not even inefficiency, like just almost like a stop work situation because. No, because I think there's people like us who want to go out of our way to make sure that Ellie is a productive, capable human being. My fear with that. She's 20 years behind him. Oh. I mean, I'm not coming down on anybody and anybody's parenting style and any kid or anything like that. What I'm just saying is if this is a significant enough problem, like in order for the world to, this is coming from a person. I can't make decisions. Yeah. Decisions freeze me up. Like, and they cause me anxiety, like whatever. And I think that's who I am. I don't think that's like a, a parenting thing, or I think that's a, whatever. Like, I just don't, I have such a fear of disappointing people, but I can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can make a decision. What if there's a whole generation of people who just cannot make decisions because they've never had to? What happens? They'll be just like you. No, that's <laughs> we don't want a world of people just like me. Yesterday afternoon, Callie was strutting around this house with a confidence and a vibe that I have not seen in quite some time. I have changed my tune about how I handle meetings. Cause we have a lot of meetings for our business. Right. And I think one of the problems before with meetings, and if you have ADHD, you will probably understand what I'm talking about. I know everything in my head about what I'm meeting about, but I forget, or I get nervous that I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. So I just get stressed. It comes out jumbled. I don't make my point. I don't make sense. And I get really embarrassed. And then I leave the call feeling so dumb because I just botched the whole meeting because I wasn't organized and focused. But that happens even if 
you don't say anything during the meeting. I think historically you would start playing that loop in your head and it would ruin the meeting for you. Even if you only said two things in the entire meeting, is that accurate? Well, it was, it's an evolution, right? So it used to be that I would defer to you on so many things, like kind of feeling like I was incapable of making a decision. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to stop deferring to you. I think we talked about that Uh on the show before. I'm just going to say what I actually think. And then it became, I would just be quieter on meetings or I would let you answer the question or something like that. I just wasn't confident about my ability to like partially lead meetings, but to be organized and to make sense. And I also have a fear now kind of, of repeating myself because I forget what I say. So like when you did the three random things thing twice. Oh my gosh. I'm going to smack you. Um, this is why we should not be sitting in our new space. We can't sit next to each other. or I'm just going to slap you on the back of the head. Like Mm. the whole show. Violence is never the answer. (laughs) I had a meeting yesterday and I was really excited about the meeting. And for the second time, this is like the second time in like a week or so that I took an extra couple of hours to write out notes for the meeting, to gather my thoughts, um, before being put on the spot about anything and preparing my brain was life changing for me. And I'm going to keep doing it for different meetings. Cause you, I'm just not someone I can have all the knowledge in my head and I can have studied for the test forever and get to taking the test and it's just blank and none of it comes to me because I'm so anxious about forgetting. So I think this is a good strategy for me. And I felt so confident in my meeting. I think I really made, um, the people I was talking to proud and happy with my contributions. And I felt a lot more confident. So I think that the, while you're saying that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I think I do pretty well in meetings. How much better could I do? If I took the time to prepare. Well, I think there's no, like it's, there's no excuse not to. Well, I think we just all get in the habit of, oh, I'm busy and I'll show up and give my opinion. Right. Right. Really knowing what your opinion is and why, and having like having everything sketched out is so cool. And we used to do it with meetings like probably over a year ago, um, where we would sit down, we would write out kind of like an agenda for the two of us. And then when we were on the call, we would both have the same list of like what we wanted to accomplish. But I think going more in depth and I'm just not someone that does well on the spot. I would be a terrible politician for that reason. My brain isn't wired that way. At least it's not without Adderall. (laughs) And so I really need to take that extra time. So I'm really proud of myself. And, you know, if anybody else struggles with the same thing of like forgetting your own name, when someone asks you a question in a meeting, um, that might be something for you to try. Ellie had her 18 month checkup yesterday and uh, I asked before the appointment, Callie, for you to guess how many times it would be referenced that I was a dad there without mom in any capacity. Like, oh, where's mom? Or mom didn't want to come for the shots or this or that or whatever. Uh, and do you remember what your number was? One. It was one. And, and I you think, said more than one. And I said it would be more than one. Uh, the answer is zero. Really? Didn't come up once. And I wasn't, there were a couple, two things about the appointment that that were interesting, noteworthy. Uh, Number one, 
it was the first time since the pandemic, like since we've had Ellie, that there hasn't been like super high safety protocols in place. Like remember the very first time we went and and every single patient was almost in a different room of the waiting room. And then you had to like wait in the car until they told you could come in. Yep. Yes. And those every every appointment, they got a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Now everything's back to normal. And there were so many people there. And I, I made the comment, I'm like, oh, it's so busy. And they're like, no, it's just normal. We mostly, you're used to just most people just sitting in their cars. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. And then for the first time in the history of history, I saw our pediatrician's face. She wasn't wearing a mask. Um, and for the first time, and I said to Jeff, I'm like, hey, was it so weird? Because they sent out an email telling everyone what the protocols were in the office and they were changing them and blah, blah, blah. And I said to Jeff after he got back, was it so weird seeing the doctor's face today? And he looked at me and then goes, oh, my God. Like he had a light bulb moment in his head and he goes, oh, my God, I thought you looked different today. And I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Like I just she, realized I just saw her face for the first time. Yeah. If she wasn't Ellie's doctor, like if, if there was a personal relationship, like if she was a friend of Callie's or like an old coworker, an old intern, something like that, I 100 percent would have said, is your hair different or something like that? Mm-hmm. Right. Because. There was definitely something different. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And then I, when Callie pointed that out, I'm like, I've seen her face. I would recognize her now. And I still have not seen her face. So I have no clue what she looks like. You know who else? I wouldn't be able to pick out of a lineup my OBGYN that was with me my entire pregnancy with Ellie. Could not pick her out of a lineup. Never seen her face. So weird. So Ellie had a great appointment. She was not happy to be there, which is, I think, the very first time that she was unhappy to be there. Um, So I felt so bad because she got there were no shots or anything this appointment. So all they and by the way, for non parents, um, Jeff says this time in the first year of a child's life, you're at the doctor's office all the time. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no clue when we had Ellie, but they're like, okay, so you go two or three days after she's born, then you go again the first week, then you go again at like the second week, then the first month, then the second month, and then the third month, then six. It's a whole thing. It's like a protocol. But yeah, that's why we've been there so much. Yeah. And uh, she's never been unhappy. And yesterday she was just not pleased. And the thing that really set her off was... um, that when they measure her, so it's like a table. If if you've never been to a pediatrician, it's like a it looks like a changing table, but there's a ruler or whatever on the side of it, and it's a scale, so they can get her height and and weight. And for whatever reason, she was not into that. Well, she's not into it because she has figured out how to run, and she doesn't want to be laying down yeah. when it's not nap time. She wants to run. Um, but everything was fine. Ellie is terrific. Uh, she is um, still petite. Like she's below 50%, not drastically below, but she's just smaller, uh, but with a big old noggin. So she's got she's got my brains. She's in a higher percentage of um, head and a lower percentage of weight and height, 
which we have been assured is not abnormal. I don't think when you look at her, you think she has a big head, but she has Jeff's brain for sure. Definitely. There's just a lot of knowledge that that she's going to need to retain in her lifetime. And she's just preparing for it with the storage capacity. <laughs> um I will say, though, after getting those measurements, um, I did buy her a helmet so she could ride um, in the little bike carrier thing. And it arrived yesterday. And I'm like, oh, man, what if I got the wrong size? Did it fit? It fit perfect. She's fine. Um, but, yeah, everything checked out. And I got no her. And I was also not the only dad there solo. There were, like, two other dudes. Oh, yeah. way to go, dads. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. I recently discovered the most amazing invention of all time. It's an air freshener that you can control telepathically. It makes sense when you think about it. few weeks ago, we were in DC and we had a day where I knew we'd be doing a ton of walking and sightseeing. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you will not be surprised that I packed my Rothy's for that day. Rothy's are the most stylish and comfortable shoes I own. I am a paying customer. And once you own a pair of Rothy's, you'll be like me and you will never go back to anything else. Rothy's are comfortable right out of the box. You can take them out of the box, throw them on your feet and go the entire day without remembering you're wearing a new pair of shoes. And they'll even remain looking like a new pair of shoes because they're machine washable. Yes, I said machine washable. After we got back from DC, I threw mine in a cold, delicate cycle and let them air dry. And they looked exactly the same as they did the day I got them. I'm going to start calling these my miracle shoes because that feels like exactly what they are. I wore the sneaker style on my trip for a casual look, but I also wear the loafer style a lot at work and I get so many compliments on them. There is a style of Rothy's perfect for every occasion. Your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside for $20 off your first order. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Everything that Bombas makes is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Bombas socks are out of this world. The only socks that I truly love to wear. Now, if you have never thought about the socks on your feet until they are uncomfortable, make the switch to Bombas and you'll realize what you've been missing out on. Socks don't have to slide around on your foot. Socks don't have to have a weird seam that bugs you. Socks don't have to slide under your heel now that it's summer and you're wearing the can't see them, no see them, whatever they're called, socks. 
Plus, like I said at the beginning, socks, underwear, and T-shirts are among the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. And that's why Bombas will donate one for every item that you buy. So you're putting some good in the world while you make yourself more comfortable. It's a win-win. Go to bombas.com slash upside. Get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time options for your child delivered right to your door. Little Spoon makes everything fresh and uses nothing artificial. They have 100% organic cold-pressed baby food and a toddler and kid line. The baby food is offered in five different stages and is 100% organic and non-GMO. Ellie has been devouring the plates for kids and it's super easy. The plates are ready to eat off of and they have a sealed fresh lock film over them. When you're ready to eat, you pop it in the microwave for 60 seconds and then you remove the film and boom, there you go. You can feed your kid right off the plate. I've been trying these with Ellie and they are so good. And yes, I have been trying them. <laughs> you heard that correctly. One of the ones she had this week was mac and three cheese with invisible butternut squash and carrots. Here are the ingredients in that one. Okay. Whole wheat pasta, squash, carrots, cheddar cheese, Monterey Jack cheese, and mozzarella cheese. That's it. They also have smoothies in pouches that are a super easy, mess-free, and healthy snack that comes in flavors like tahini banana bread and golden apple pie with beets and oats. The best part? Kids' meals are under 5 bucks, and the baby food and smoothie snacks are under $3. Save hours in your week that you would have spent grocery shopping and meal planning and order delicious meals and snacks from Little Spoon. Get 50% off your first order by going to littlespoon.com and entering the code UPSIDE at checkout. Again, that's 50% off your first order by going to littlespoon.com and using the code upside at checkout. Here are today's three random things. Matthew McConaughey has a nephew named Miller Light. No, he does not. Swear. L-Y-T-E. Um, It's cruel. He has a brother. Matthew McConaughey has a brother who goes by the name Rooster. He named his son Miller Light and his daughter Margarita. You know, if your name's Rooster, even if it's a nickname, your kid's probably going to be Miller. Your Light. kid's going to be Miller Light. Okay, and you know what? You could call him whatever he wants. It, Matthew McConaughey is still his uncle, so nobody's picking on him for that name. Yeah, no. My second random thing is Margarita is worse than Miller Light because nobody has to know that his middle name is Light. He's like, "Hi, I'm Miller." I know lots of people named Margarita. I knew I went to high school with a girl named Margarita, but they're Spanish. So is like Rooster McConaughey <laughs> doesn't sound like a span. Maybe is maybe her mom is. <laughs> no, I was meaning Margarita. I think it's a really common name. Um, I think it's a common name for Spanish families. Yeah. Like if her brother's name was like Corona light, <laughs> then I, it would it would make sense. My second random thing is the cookies eaten by the cookie monster on Sesame Street are actually rice cakes with brown painted <laughs> dots on them, which I think if you haven't seen, if it's been a minute since you watched Sesame Street, I now consider myself to be a Sesame Street um, connoisseur. Like an expert. And they always bring Cookie Monster, these big plates of cookies, and he doesn't have teeth, obviously. He's a puppet. Yeah. So they have to make the cookies break because he just devours them. So there's like cookies and crumbs and everything flying in there. And I was like, oh, I wonder how many times 
they've had to make those cookies. And I was kind of wondering what they were. Yeah, they are um, rice cakes. I actually had the thought because they also bring back in my day. The only thing Cookie Monster ate was cookies. Right. But now they're mixing it up so that kids can be make healthier snack right. choices. So sometimes Cookie Monster will have like a green smoothie. <laughs> Well, yeah, a green smoothie or like uh, carrot sticks or like toast with, you know, uh, like orange preserves on it. Just random things that are healthier than cookies. And I actually had the thought and then caught myself when he was eating carrot sticks or she. Is Cookie Monster a boy or a girl? I don't know. When Cookie Monster was eating carrot sticks, I had the thought. Uh, that's not realistic because there's no way somebody without teeth could eat carrots, raw carrots. Then I immediately had the thought with, of, oh my gosh, you're losing your mind. Do you realize what thought you just had? You know, what's really weird about this conversation. I am having the craziest deja vu right now. About Cookie Monster eating. The carrots. Have you raw- said that actually on the show before? I've never said it on the show. It was weird. two mornings ago. Weird. Okay, I'm having major deja vu. That's. Do you ever get deja vu? Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. And my third random thing is the popularization of the drive-through. That's your. You just did that story. Shut up. That was the first story you did. Stop it. The drive-through. <laughs> you saw my paper. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Okay. Go ahead. You're making me think of crazy. Stop it. The popularization of the drive-thru led car manufacturers in the 1990s to install cup holders. Right, in the- cup holders. <laughs> you are evil. You know that I can't concentrate, so I don't know if I already said it or not. Um, they, Okay, now you got me all thrown off. The cup holders to keep their Miller lights in. And they're margaritas, <laughs> right? So, no, the cup holders, um, okay, drive-thrus. Drive-thrus made <laughs> auto manufacturers put cup holders. In the dashboards. Right. In As the fast fir- food drinks became larger, so did the cup holders. So the car industry um, was forever tra- changed by drive-thrus. And those are my three random things. I threw a bit of a temper tantrum yesterday. I'm not proud of it. It wasn't even really a temper tantrum. I, I just stomped away from a situation. With I, me? No. With a guy who works at the parking garage at Ellie's doctor. I just, I stomped away angrily like a mad toddler. That's not very nice. So Ellie was fussy at the appointment. I was there solo. So I had to wrangle her. And the doctor comes in, asks, you know, says, hey, do you have any concerns? Everything looks good. You know, checks her heart, peeks in her eyes, ears, all that stuff. And then she's like, okay, boom, kind of drops the clipboard down, says, we'll see you in six months. And out the door she goes. Ellie screaming, right? Like screaming like I'm stabbing her. And she didn't even get shots. No shots. She just met. She just ready to be home. So I'm rushing to get her dressed. I you know, there's other kids crying. I don't know. I just felt self-conscious. I don't know why. I was just trying to get out of there. I got out of there so quickly that I put both of her legs through the same hole of her shorts and did not notice it until I got home. And Callie's like, why are both of her legs through the same hole of her shorts? (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, 
I'm terrible. At some point between the checkout thing and the gate of the parking deck, I lost the ticket. And it's $1 if you have their validation. It's $10 for a lost ticket. It's a big difference. So I push the button like five times. This robot voice comes on and says, stand by. I'm like, hi, I lost my ticket. But I did. there was no lost ticket button. Like, I didn't know what to do. So I'm like, I lost my ticket. Ellie's in the back. She's crying. I not no longer upset about the pediatrician, but probably because I jammed both of her legs through one short hole <laughs> and she's uncomfortable. So she's in the back making a ton of noise. The robot voice won't stop talking. Like the robot voice is like, please insert your card or blah, blah, or swipe your card while the operator is trying to talk to me. So I'm like shouting over them. A part of the conversation I was on speakerphone with you, trying to give you an update on the doctor's appointment. Finally, an attendant comes over and he's like, oh, you lost your ticket? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's $10. It's 24-hour charge. I'm like, I haven't been here for 24 hours. It's an office building. He goes, I don't know when you got here. I'm like, I have a baby in the back. Like, we haven't been here for 24 hours. We're obviously at the pediatrician. He's like, I don't like the rules, man. I'm like, well, what would happen if you just opened the gate? Can you just open the gate? And he's like, you got to pay the lost ticket. I'm like, I lost it in the past three minutes. Do you see what's going on here? My baby isn't even dressed properly. <laughs> like, look in the back seat. And he's like, yeah, this is a business. He said that. And I'm like, it's a building. <laughs> I know it's a business. I think it's ridiculous that you have to pay for parking at medical buildings. Like, I just think that's silly. I don't understand why. That's the office building where you have to pay for parking. Especially like when. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole list of reasons why that's so like, bizarre. Why am I not paying for parking at the shopping mall where I may go in and out and not spend a dime, but I am paying for parking at the medical building where I promise you I'm paying something. Right. To be in that building, it's costing, a lot of something. It's costing me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. If I go to Macy's and don't see anything at the one day sale and leave, I just use your parking spot. Didn't cost you it cost me a dime, mm -hmm. right? You lost money on me being in that parking spot. But anywho, so the guy's like, it's a business. I'm like, it's a building. <laughs> swipe, That's so rude. And swiped my credit card like angrily. And it's charged me 10 bucks. And I'm like, mm. he's like, have a good day. And I was like, ah. You probably and ruined his day. He didn't. He doesn't care. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. I have sitting in front of me a list of the coolest college classes that are offered nationwide and they're pretty awesome. Did you have any cool like classes in college? Do you have any memorable ones? No. I think there were some. I, I went to college one year at, at one school, then I transferred into Syracuse and dropped out of Syracuse after like four or five semesters to go trace my radio dreams. And I did misspeak. It's actually college majors, not college classes. So I messed that up a little bit, but we're going to roll with it um, at Cornell. They teach a winemaking major. 
That's so odd to me that it's at Cornell because Cornell's in upstate New York, an area generally not known for their vintage grapes. <laughs> um, also, by the way, they don't call it winemaking because like it's Cornell. Yeah. They call it enology. Okay. What's your major? Enology. With an O, right? E-N-O-L-O-G-Y. Oh, okay. I'm so smart, I can't even spell it. Right. Um, Bellhaven College in Jackson, Mississippi, you can take sports ministry, um, which is using sport as a ministry tool. That's a whole major. That's a major. Here's a major that you would love. Uh, Beatles, popular music and society. That I would, that would be fascinating. That, is that a major though? Okay, so. I feel like that's maybe a 101, 201 type thing. Well, I feel like that is a, like a sociology major kind of, and then you study how like music impacts society and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Um, Oaksterdam University, I don't know where that is. It does not sound like a US school, I don't think. Anyway, um, you can take, you can study cannabis, cannabis cultivation. Um, I bet that one is becoming huge all over the states because weed is going to be legal in every oh, yeah. state on some level in the next decade. I know I went to high school with a guy who is in the weed industry, uh -huh. like somewhere where it's legal. And he got in it probably like five or six years ago. He's going to be filthy freaking rich. I mean, it. It, that industry, I feel like, is about to explode. So, you know, there, there's my investment advice for the day. And what I think is super cool, adventure education, which teaches you how to um, expose children, adults, and at-risk populations to the great outdoors. There's a whole major on that. And that's at Plymouth State University. Zero clue where that is. Hey guys, I just wanted to pipe in about um, something you said this morning, Kelly. And I am so appreciative of you saying it, and that's to let these college graduates know they don't have to have it all together. I want you to know to this day, I still think about my senior year and up before graduation and my group of friends and me, we were all terrified. And we didn't really talk about it, but it was definitely there. And the expectation of, well, this is the rest of your life, good luck. It was terrifying. Um, and so I make it a point to tell people your 20s are when you're figuring things out. You don't have to have it all together because there is that expectation. And, girl, you nailed it, and I appreciate it. And um, y'all are great. Good luck with the move, and hope you have a great vacation. And um, anyway, y'all are just the best. Thanks so much. You make my day every day. Bye. The thing about starting therapy is you don't really know why you're starting therapy. You just need to know that you have to start therapy. You realize suddenly that something is not right in your relationship with your self-confidence, with your way you handle yourself and the way you handle anger with something from your childhood. What of these things pops into your head or any of another million things? And you're like, wait a minute. I think there's a different way to manage those experiences and manage those thoughts. 
BetterHelp is customized online therapy that provides that management. They've got video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. If you go to betterhelp.com slash upside, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside, you'll save 10% off your first month. Betterhelp.com slash upside. Don't worry about exactly what's going to happen. Just take the first step knowing that something needs to happen and the rest will work itself out with BetterHelp. Hey guys, this is Taylor. I was listening to today's show where Jeff is talking about taking Ellie by himself to her checkup, her well visit, and getting comments about um, oh, where's mom? My husband gets this all the time. He is a first responder, so on the days that um, he is off shift, he is with our son. He's three. And people are like, wait, what? Your husband watches him on his days off? You don't take him to daycare even when your husband's home? I'm like, no, <laughs> we don't. He wants to spend time with his son and take on that responsibility. And he's been this way since he was an infant. Uh, my first day back at work, our son did not go to daycare. He stayed at home with my husband. So um, he is a wonderfully capable father, and I wish we could normalize that in all of society, that fathers are just as capable of taking care of their children and being nurturing and handling all of the day-to-day things as a mom is. So, Jeff, I'm also going to take it over with you on that, that you'll get it more than once. Um, maybe not by the nurses, but by somebody in the office. So anyway, hope Ellie has a great well visit and talk to you later. I'm cracking up at the Facebook marketplace thing. I had to take a really significant pay cut to work from home. And I do have a little bit of extra time. I recently started selling some stuff on Facebook marketplace and you would be surprised. (laughs) I've made over $500 since the first of the year. And it's just ran, it's random things, like especially a lot of like baby stuff because um, people are always looking for that stuff for cheap. Random stuff from my attic, just decluttering all kinds of random things, over $500. And the majority of mine are actually shipping things, but you have a few days to ship it. So I let it build up until there's a couple of things to drop off at the post office and the post office is on my way to daycare pickup. So it's not really that much out of my way to go do it and you just print the label right from marketplace so it's not like I actually have to like go in and wait in line and everything. You would be surprised about how these two, three, four, less than ten dollar items all add up and it's just extra money and I'm able to get rid of stuff in my house and I'm making the money not goodwill. Oh my gosh, I totally know about the lint because this morning I decided to restart my compost pile. And so I was going through the list of what you do and do not compost, and dryer lint is one of the things you do compost. I guarantee you that people who do the big, like, compost uh, to sell, like, commercially, they definitely will buy lint or just somebody with, like, a big, big garden. I know it sounds crazy, but I literally just read an article about it this morning. So probably is a real thing. All right, bye. Hi. Um, Jack is talking about y'all being married and, can we just say to me, don't like somebody or does whatever? Just you know, it's just marriage. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not really interrupting each other. I feel like you guys are like couple goals. Just you know, like I've been married for 21 years, and 
y'all are way less than that, like marriage-wise, whatever, and y'all communicate well, I feel like, and you're awesome. So, I just think matter what I'm saying, anyway, not a great one. Bye. I bought some shoes today because I needed them. The old ones are comfortable. I like them. But they couldn't serve me where I was walking to. But when I put them on, I realized they didn't immediately feel good. It was a little discomfort. But I kept them on and I kept walking. I kept moving. And what I realized was by the end of the day, that discomfort slowly went away. And some of you are starting new journeys, or you need to. And you're scared to put on new shoes because the old ones are comfortable. You're looking for immediate validation, immediate satisfaction, immediate support. And you're not always going to get that. Sometimes you got to keep walking. You got to keep moving until the circumstances and the people around you mold and fit to where you're going. Put on your new shoes.